Hey, Cartoontonic fans, another spooky episode means another contest winner. Congratulations goes out to Ozzy R. Ozzy wrote, I love cartoons. I have since I was a kid. And since having children of my own, I have found a new appreciation for drinking, so this is the perfect show. This group really knows their tunes. They have a lot of fun talking about them, too. It's great to be able to revisit some of my favorite cartoons through the filter of the hilarious hosts and also discover some shows I may have missed in the past. I subscribe and eagerly wait for the next latest episode to drop. Cheers. Thank you so much for your kind words, Ozzy. It truly means so much to us to have you listening every week. We'll be in contact with you soon to get you your fantastic prize. Now let's get back to the show. I also worry a little bit about the things that can spoil the fun of Halloween. They're going to kill the child. Eat him. <laughs> Welcome to Cartoon Tonic. Oh, that's so much more disturbing. I know. <laughs> the spooky podcast where we drink and watch cartoons. I am your host, Abby Normal, also known as Brian Duchler. Joining me as always is Miss Kayla and Mr. Josiah. How are you two today? A little, little creeped out, but I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing all right. I'm a little excited because we, we have a Halloween gargoyle cat that's been visiting us outside. I um, met him. Yeah. And uh, the past few nights I've been going out there about 10 o'clock at night with a little thing of cat food trying to find him. So the neighbors think I'm crazy. Uh, so this is a good break from walking around to the backyard with cat food. Yeah. Yeah. Your <laughs> you asked. You your guys' life is definitely different than mine. And that's fine. <laughs> These are just things we do now during quarantine. <laughs> I, I, I got to meet the cat. Uh, I came over the other day to mm-hmm. drop some stuff up at your guys' house. And Olivia asked very politely if she could go see your flowers, Kayla. Yes. So Kayla took my daughter around her uh, the backyard to show her flowers. And then this little black cat showed up and he was mm-hmm. uh, super adorable. Very friendly, wanted to play, let us pick him up. Like yeah. he was, and he, uh, maybe a week or two ago, was on our garage gargoyling, which is now a word, gargoyling yes. over our car. And it was one of those moments I'm like, as soon as I look away, the shadow is going to disappear. And it did. I tried to get Saya to come look at the cat. By the time he showed up, it was gone. But there is no cat. There is <laughs> Everybody saw it. <laughs> Oh, oh what well, didn't you guys see that like that gypsy a few weeks ago that was like, you will be visited by four black cats. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, can we have five? <laughs> Six maybe? Uh what's the over under that you guys are definitely gonna keep that black cat? Um we have a rather large cat <laughs> that, that needs to uh not be here anymore hey! and we another cat. <laughs> Got so, it. You're waiting for your, your your cat to die. Got it. Okay, I don't cool. think, I don't know if our, if our listeners know or not. Maybe I've told the story before, but we got Zeke, our cat, because he likes to pick on other animals. Yeah. And so we're worried that if we get another cat that it will, he'll just like try and kill it because... I mean, the only reason why Circa, our dog, isn't dead is because he's the size of a moose. So... Yeah, yeah, no, let's, for real though, like Zeke was my cat a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yes. And he would just viciously beat the shit out of my mentally handicapped dog, Rory. Yes, yes. Like just, just viciously. <sighs> but he, that wasn't the only special needs animal that he attacked either. When he moved into the apartment that we were at, there was another cat there that was special needs too, that like couldn't meow very well or jump and was not just the most intelligent cat on the planet. He attacked the crap out of that cat too, but like was chill-ish with other animals, kind of. Like he's a jerk. He doesn't hunt them, but he's just like, I think he's too mean to have a sibling that's a cat. I've, yeah, I've seen it. it. It's it's the crazy thing. Like he's generally like a very sweet cat, like normally. But like when I saw him, well, when I saw him beat up my, my special boy, but also when he was attacking that other mentally handicapped cat, like he would do this thing where he would just like go. Nom, 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 yes! nom, 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 and then like his head would start tilting yes! slowly. And it was like he was possessed. I've never heard such noises. <laughs> come from a cat before it was insane 
Yeah, he uh, he's just not great with other animals. So I would love to adopt Halloween Cat. And Halloween Cat's name is Halloween Cat because A, October is Halloween month and that's about as long as the cat has been around. And B, it's all black with like these cute little gray green eyes i really want it i just think i just think you guys got to figure it out and he's got to be the mascot of the podcast so (laughs) well we can't record this cast this week guys because i'm gonna go back in the backyard with some cat food and uh, (laughs) catch a gremlin cat yeah hell yeah (laughs) well i guess we should probably get into tonight's episode um actually no you know what we're not kayla why don't you tell us what we're drinking today? Because I really want to take a drink of this because it looks and smells <laughs> delicious. Too. Well, it is supposed to be a shot. So you're supposed to just tilt that whole bad lad back. It is a candy corn shot. So this is grenadine, orange juice, and peach schnapps with a little bit of whipped topping on top. And the way you pour it into the shot glass, it kind of creates this gradient that looks like candy corn. Um, it does. So, to take so this, this, really is cool. a, this isn't a marshmallow? <laughs> what? Something really weird happened to my whipped cream. <laughs> it looks like a mar- <laughs> So the whipped cream was frozen when I added it to the drinks. So gotcha. it might just be, or you know maybe what? something happened. Kayla, you haven't poisoned me yet. Cheers. I dig it. Oh, that's like lovely. It. That's super good. It is very good. The bar was set pretty low because candy corn is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of candy corn, I actually... I pulled up some fun facts about candy corn because I feel like it's one of those candies that's like super polarizing. You either really, really like it or you hate it. Sounds like Brian hates it. <laughs> I do hate it. Saya, how do you feel about candy corn? Uh, I used to only eat the tips thinking that those were like the better part of the candy corn. <laughs> and then I remembered that that's nonsense. Who, who are you? <laughs> it's, it's all wacky. So, uh, so, so just the tip, right? Just the tip? Just, just. Uh, okay. Yes, that, that's a joke there. So a few fun <laughs> facts about candy corn. Originally, candy corn was not the name of the candy that looks like corn. It was really? called uh, chicken feed. The boxes <laughs> had an illustrated colorful rooster on the logo, and it had a tagline that read, something worth crowing for. Wow. Why Mm. didn't that catch on? (laughs) The candy that's sweeping the nation. Chicken feed. It apparently has its own national holiday. And when I was looking up facts, they build this like, you don't have to wait until Halloween to enjoy candy corn. But the national holiday is literally October 30th. So like, (laughs) that's not, it's like one day. So maybe they should build it differently. I mean, uh, I don't know. For when you can't wait, but you like don't want to eat actual candy. I don't know. They literally make a cherry day with Devil's Night or Angel's Night if you're from yeah, Michigan, right? which is like a Halloween thing. So there's, there's no escaping. It's a Halloween candy. So there is such a thing as a National Confectioners Association. Wow. <laughs> wow. And uh, according to those folks, there are more than 35 million pounds or 9 billion pieces of candy corn thrown away year. each year oh. made every year <laughs> made three are consumed <laughs> yes they're made I, I doesn't say how many were eaten but made technically candy corn is one of the better for you halloween candies which might be why everybody hates them what they contain roughly 28 grams of sugar and only 140 calories per and this is the actual measurement given a heaping handful <laughs> so depending on the size of your hand that fact is true or or not i don't know who are the people that work at this facility I don't know. The na- maybe that was another one from the national Con- confectioners association i, I mean the, i There's... imagine there they're snorting powdered sugar like it's cocaine like that's no. just <laughs> no 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 there's no way that the national confectionery people are like nothing less than like teetotalers they're definitely like ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I view them as like just straight up Scarface, like just <laughs> mounds of powdered sugar and candy and like oh. cutting deals out of the back door with peeps because I really want peeps. Or maybe they're like, they're just like vicious dictators. Like someone comes in the room, they're like, sir, sir, circus peanuts are no longer selling. Make them anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like they, circus peanuts. Oh, God, no. How? Oh, why? Those are bad. <laughs> They're just marshmallows. They're just like like thicker marshmallows. So, like dense. Those are all like the realm of old candy that yeah. like, is, is a lot like the voice that you were doing where it's like, come to the nearest haberdashery for this <laughs> like heaping handful of... You haven't Bull had sugar. <laughs> you haven't had sugar in six years. This will taste good. Feeling yeah. cranky? Get a Charleston chill. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this last this last one isn't quite like a doozy of a fact, but according to these people who did this research that I then found, once a package of candy corn is opened, it is only good if you store it away at room temperature, away from light, reseal the package, and then. It'll last for six months that way. Good Lord. Yeah. Although, fun fact, it only lasts for nine months if you do nothing. <laughs> After Weird. nine months of, of it being produced and on a shelf, apparently candy corn does expire and no longer tastes good. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Candy corn is a living organism. <laughs> It says it'll only last nine months, so I don't know. Left unattended for too long, it crawls away and begins a life somewhere else. It joins a herd of other uneaten candy corn creatures. Wow. <laughs> do not get them wet and do not feed them after midnight. Uh, I tried to figure out what flavor candy corn is. Candy corn flavored, it turns out. <laughs> and that's not me being sarcastic or very stupid. I was looking for the flavor of candy corn. It's basically like sugary marshmallow, but the, the edible wax that they use to seal it is like adds a layer of, I mean, I could yeah. call it flavor, but it sounds like y'all probably wouldn't call it flavor. But yeah, and then we bought this bag of candy corn, which you, you guys will see in the, the promo photos for this the shot that we made tonight. That has like skulls and bones and other shapes of candy corn. But I didn't know because we're doing a grocery shopping distance style. So I order online and I pick it up that this candy corn actually had flavors in it. So the flavors in this bag, in one bag, mind you, are banana, <laughs> banana flavored candy corn. I'm out. Caramel. Salted chocolate, so it just tastes like salt. <laughs> and the last flavor, candy corn flavored candy corn. Oh. It's not original. What? It's not marshmallow. It's candy corn flavored. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so I had the misfortune of reaching into the bag and thinking, oh, this one's, you know, brown. It probably tastes like chocolate. Straight salt. I pulled another one out. It had like a weird tinge of color to it. Can't tell if it's if it's brown or if it's yellow. It was banana. It was gross. Oh, God. So just be forewarned, those things exist, and they're disgusting. Ooh, I must have grabbed an original candy corn because <laughs> I got regular disgusting. <laughs> and we do have that bag resealed in our buffet counter thing that we call the jimmy because it's a buffet jimmy buffet you, you get it uh so it should be good for another six months or so brian in case you wanted to try some yeah i can't wait the first thing i'm gonna do when uh quarantine's over is come to your house and eat six month old candy corn <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds, sounds, sounds like good. a good time to me <laughs> Uh, well, that that was fun. Um, so we, we've touched on a lot of topics so far, but uh, this is the Halloween episode. So, <laughs> yes, and today we are going to be watching Ah Real Monsters. Yeah, ah, which is pretty monsters. exciting. It's exciting, but also it's it's one of those shows that I definitely watch and I'm 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 familiar with. But it existed like it came out when I was four. And it ended when I was seven. So, like, not a time period that I just, like, have, like, a ton of memories, particularly at, like, the age of, like, four or five, you know? Um, yeah. So, I think I lost, like, quite a bit of that. I recognize the characters. I remember liking it, I think. And then I remember it was kind of gross. That's really all I'm going into uh, today. Yeah, I kind of have the the same experience. Like, it, it wasn't too creepy of a show. There were some weird kind of gross moments in it like that. I, I remember them, the monsters, like pulling their guts out a lot in order to like scare humans. Yes. But it wasn't really too scary. It was mostly, if I'm remembering correctly, like a show kind of about like their friendship that uh, yeah. like the three of them. Mm -hmm. And that kind of had like a story based 
not like a full story arc, but there was like, you know, a lesson near the end of the of the episode, at least from what I'm remembering. I have no idea. It's been so long. From what I remember, it was mostly the one, I think his name is, I have it written down, but before I look at that to talk about the actual facts, I think his name is Icky. There's like one monster, the red monster, it's like Ickis or Icky yeah. or something like that. He always just messes up and gets in trouble and his friends try and fix it. Like that's how I remember this show. I also have faint memories of thinking that those kids or those kids, those monsters were trapped there or they were like in prison. But it turns out it's more like just a school because yeah. I don't remember them having homes that they went to. It's like more like a dorm. So in my head, it was like these kid monsters trapped in like a prison school learning how to scare people. A prison school? <laughs> you know, boarding <laughs> school, prison school, that's the same thing, right? I just remember one of the characters is like just like a blob of flesh and he's got two big arms and he just like holds eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I remember yeah. that. That one uh, always kind of creeped me out because it vaguely looks just like a weird naked little dude, like a little Danny DeVito holding two <laughs> eyes or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito, if he was in Pan's Labyrinth, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would see that movie. I wouldn't. No, no. I'd, I'd, I'd be in. <laughs> well, I do have some, a little bit of backstory for Our Real Monsters. Yeah, if you guys are interested, let's do it. So, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll see you guys later. All right, bye. <laughs> So, so Aria Monsters doesn't, like, I was looking into the, the background for it, and there wasn't a whole lot of information like some of our other cartoons where there was, like, a big reason why it was made or this, that, or the other thing. It was just kind of they needed something after Rugrats, and this group pitched Aria Monsters. Huh. So Aria Monsters is an American animated television series developed by Klasky Chupo. I can never pronounce his name. For Nickelodeon. The show focuses on three young monsters, Ickis, Oblina, and Crumb, who attend a school for monsters under a city dump in New York City to learn to frighten humans. It premiered October 29th, 1994 at 11 a.m. I don't know why it was listed, but I thought that was interesting. It was a daytime show. It wasn't a nighttime huh. show. Huh. Weird. Um, had a total of 52 episodes over four seasons, with the final episode airing on December 6th, 1997. Like I said, the show was created by Chupo, <laughs> I think that's his name, and uh, Peter Gaffney. And it was the third animated series produced by Klasky Chupo, that production company, um, before the final title was chosen, which took over five years for them to like come up with the idea, pitch it, and then finally name it. The original names were just monsters or real monsters. And so they kind of like didn't like either. And they were like, ah, Real monsters. Yeah. Like it just was like a lame way to name Someone a show. Someone came up with the idea and they're like, ah, yes. real monsters. Yes. <laughs> so the idea came for the show because uh, the creator's kids loved monsters. So he was like, all right, my kids love monsters. Other kids will probably love monsters. And Nickelodeon was looking for a new show. And I guess at the time, everybody else, all the other production companies to other cartoon networks were pitching animal-based shows because everybody was kind of over like... The Rugrats, like Rocket Power, focusing on human kids. So this guy was like, I see your animals and I raise you monsters. And Nickelodeon was like, yes, put it on at 11 o'clock in the morning. So That's cool. See, I I couldn't remember where it was really in the timeline. And that kind of makes sense if they were stepping away from that kind of stuff. Because I remember that shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. So It was like they went from cartoonified sitcom kind of things for kids to animals or monsters. Right. Um, The idea they said behind it was, or he said behind it was he wanted the monsters to be silly, not scary and not too skillfully drawn. And when he pitched it, it worked. So that's, that's a real monsters. Nice. Well, it didn't work because at first they were like that title though. Yeah, I know. For it's five mis- years, it's, they it's were missing like... missing something. Hmm. <laughs> I, I like to imagine they went through like a lot of other like onomatopoeias. Oop. <laughs> Whoops. Oop. Real monsters. <laughs> and then the, the, the one writer that's from Michigan, he's like, Oop. Real monsters? Oop. I can't believe it's not real monsters. <laughs> <laughs> the New Yorker's like, hey, yo, real monsters. <laughs> 
y'all real monsters. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the backstory information that I could find on Ah Real Monsters. Si, did you have any fun facts for us? I just grabbed a couple. So for the original pitch for the show, the monsters were supposed to attend a monster academy, kind mm-hmm. of similar to Monsters Inc., and I believe that they do. But they were supposed to in order to learn how to scare humans, which they needed to do on a regular basis. Otherwise, humans wouldn't believe in them. And if humans stopped believing in them, the monsters would cease to exist. Excuse me, what? I don't remember that at it's all. A, it's a real Tinkerbell situation. Like a, like yeah, a fucked up Tinkerbell situation? I, yeah, this is something that I think was in the original pitch. I don't think it's something that they stuck with. Gotcha. But that's kind of messed up. Like, that's how they end the series, I would imagine, if they stuck with it. Like, <laughs> like, nah, monsters don't exist. And then poof. Imagine being like being in school for that. Like, listen, you need to go scare kids or you're going to fucking die. <laughs> okay. Did you guys, you guys' schools didn't have that? Oh, all right. All right. That's fine. <laughs> so after the success of the Rugrats movie, Klasky Chupo and Paramount Pictures we're really interested in making a movie, Ah Real Monsters, but got shut down because apparently the story was, quote unquote, too dark for children. <laughs> Have they seen some of the other stuff they've put out? Right. <laughs> what? So instead of toning it down, they, they shifted their focus over to like Rugrats in Paris and stuff, which is, is a prob- travesty. You know what's you know. less harsh for children to learn about? Your mother dying and your father getting remarried like they did in Rugrats in Paris. That's that's less harsh than what they could possibly do with Ariel Monsters. That was the storyline, wasn't it? Yeah, Man. that's like when we meet uh, his stepsister and, and his, his new mom and all of that. Like, wow, maybe that's why that one was so happy. They were like, we didn't get to do our monsters. So let's make kids cry another way. I didn't write down the episode, but there is a crossover episode where the monsters show up in Rugrats. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That sounds crazy. Only in Chucky's room, and that's why he's afraid of everything. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Chucky's fear alone is keeping the, the entire civilization of monsters alive. I got, I got one more. Yeah. When doing a little research on the voice actors for this show, Tim Curry actually popped up. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Glad you did. And I didn't, without without looking at what character he was... I thought he was the Grumble because mm-hmm. I can just kind of picture that voice, the weird monster yeah. with like the high heels. Um, but he actually plays Zimbo, the the bee like creature that has like green hair really? and that one bird leg. Yeah, yeah Zimbo's the one that kind of freaks me out. He is a little disturbing, but it's it's Tim Curry. So yeah, That's that why. makes sense. <laughs> there is one more very. Uh, interesting voice uh actor in the show and that is um shelly duvall hmm, really who is the the mom from the shining which is yeah. just insane that she did a voice for a monster cartoon <laughs> in, crazy, the, yeah. in the early 90s <laughs> when did the shining come out was that on her resume oh yeah the shining came out was that in like the 80s oh so, you know i was hoping she was like leveraging that I, she was on Ah Real Monsters to get a spot in The Shining, not the other way around. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Kubrick, I was on Ah Real Monsters, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, I love that we spent uh, 20 minutes on candy corn and five minutes on the cartoon that we're watching, but... Uh, hey, what? <laughs> it's Halloween. We're shaking things up. Tricks or treats. Uh, which episode are we watching today? So we're watching season one, episode one, the pilot called The Switching Hour. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds spooky. Where can people find it if they want to watch with us? Uh, so I was only able to find it on Amazon Prime Video. Hmm. They have like a subscription-based, I think it's like Nicktoons subscription or something, or you can purchase the episode for two bucks. Very nice. All right, cool. Well, uh, please uh, watch along or join us after this break where we're going to discuss it. Prepare yourselves. My evil eye is out to destroy you. And we're back. We are. We just finished watching... Ah, real <laughs> monsters. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, monsters. 
I don't remember barely anything about that show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Watching that episode, I had memories of that episode. I don't. Yeah, me too, a I, little bit. The only thing that came back to me was, uh, I'm crazy, I'm crazy. That's the only thing that came back to me. <laughs> um, I, I did not have any memories besides that um, come back. But that might also just be because of my brain. I don't I don't know. The The voice of the grumble like really got me it, like the yeah. way that he talks his inflections and stuff now you all know tonight will be your first halloween i could see why i pictured that being tim curry even mm-hmm. though it's not tim curry yeah i just had memories of because uh, in this episode there's like a it opens with like a little brother being picked on by his big brother for seeing a monster in the garbage can and i immediately remember that whole scenario and him going out on Halloween with his older brother and the swap and everything just came back. So, yeah. I mean, it obviously must have been a rerun because there's no way that my four-year-old brain remembers this. Oh, right. But yeah, I do. I do remember. It was pretty, it was uh, very nostalgic for me. I also thought this was a very, very good episode pick considering it is a Halloween episode. It is. Good pick. Thanks. Did you, uh, did you plan that or is that a happy accident? No, I planned it. Sure. Sure you did, Josiah. <laughs> sure you did. I do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what I hated, though. The GD chalkboard sound. The yeah. Music. Like, I get, I want to vomit. I get goosebumps, and I just want to be physically sick whenever I hear that noise. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It didn't last super long, but long enough. I'll tell you what. It was. I think it was shorter than the Angry Beavers episode. Yes, I think that's for sure. Um, Which, which was, which was welcome, but it was still, it was still a little intense. The dude that holds his eyeballs, I already forgot his name. Crumb. Um, Crumb. That voice kind of came back to me because I always remember like kind of finding it funny, like how everything was just like. It was almost like a half a beat off every single time he talks, you know? They're going to wish they were born without noses. For like every yeah. other character is very like, like in your face and talk and talk, talk. And him is, he, he was always like, we'd probably go get some candy. Like his is always yeah. just like, yeah. it's like a little, just like a little bit, a little bit off and quiet. And like, it, it's not that it was like, it's such an old cartoon that it was like an audio air. I, I think it was a conscious choice that yeah. they did. Yeah. And it really works for that particular character. I kind of dug that. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. There were little things about his character that I noticed that I don't know if I would have when I was a kid, but like in order for him to do anything, he has to like juggle his eyeballs in one hand in order to like eat or pick yep. stuff up. Or to or, put them in his mouth Yeah, his wa- both hands. Yeah, yeah. walking around with because when he was carrying that, it's going to sound terrible, but carrying a passed out kid back to their monster lair. Um <laughs> He had to have his eyeballs in his mouth, which was which is pretty gross. So, I mean, right off the bat, the start of this episode made all of us cringe. Uh, so, I mean, the, the premise of it is our monsters and then the, in a school to learn how to be monsters. And this episode, they all want to go out because it's Halloween and they're monsters and it's a national holiday, as Oblina says. And they're sitting in their classroom and they don't like their teacher, the Grumble. And one of the monsters writes on his, his face is a pencil. And he writes on his own hand, the Grumble bites. Yeah. And then without missing a beat, <laughs> no preamble, no warning, nothing, rips the skin off of his <laughs> palm like it's a piece of paper or a post-it note. And just starts passing it around. with the, And all of us at the same time were like, like it was just... <laughs> it was... That was off-putting, yeah. Was, you didn't think that it was going to happen. No, immediately disconcerting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was that was not um, that was not enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was it was the scene that they were kind of going around the room and showing these different kind of weird yes, monsters, introducing too, like the, just the weirdness. The one that weirded you out really quick was the monster that had the teeth that go like all the way around his head. Yeah, is it? Does he? Is his spine just inside of his mouth? Can he lick? When he opened his, his mouth, that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, I thought the design of the monsters was mostly really good and creative mm-hmm. and then like every once in a while there's just one that was just like it's just a bug you know what i mean like you yeah have these, like, you have these really really like intense weird looking creatures and then just like well that's a millipede like like yeah. we ran out of, we ran out of ideas so let's just throw a millipede in there uh, but but mostly it was really good there was in the beginning when they're kind of just like showing off other monsters there's this like little one with kind of a squeaky voice she's like 
yeah, it's Halloween. I can't wait to go scare some kids. And then there goes one goes, you could even scare your own shadow. He goes, watch me. And then he like screams and his shadow runs away. I'm like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> funny. And then he's all smug. And then just a gang of shadows come <laughs> and just beat the shit out of him. I thought that was a good joke. That really, was, yeah, that that was that really good. So they, they're in this classroom and they're all excited to go to Halloween. And then the grumbled teacher shows up and you find out that they failed their midterms and that he isn't going to allow anybody to go out for Halloween and to make sure that nobody leaves this like monster who's his like bulk enforcer dude like is going to protect the doors or report that they're leaving. But the bulk enforcer dude, I don't remember him ever talking. I think the only one that talks is, is the bee guy that sits on his head. And I remember being so creeped out by the bee guy. They didn't talk in this episode. You didn't really get to meet them in this episode. So as you know, monsters want to do, they all hatch a plan to leave and go outside. But in the end, the only ones that actually are brave enough to do it are the ones that we're watching. So that's, Ickis, which I just want to call him Icky, Crumb and Oblina go outside and and figure out that if you say stick my feet or pick my feet or pick my meat at a door, somebody appears and gives you pennies or candy and they ate it. Yep. And they, they end up at like a Halloween party where they're all passing around things to gross each other out and Crumb passes around his eyes and actually scares everybody out of the Halloween party, which was pretty good. Because he's kind of got like like a laid back kind of hippie vibe to him, right? Like he's just, I don't know why you guys are worried and scared. Everything's going to be fine here. It's just an eyeball. like Right. And he was having the time of his life at that party. He was just like eating everything. Yes. Everything that was passed around, he would eat it. Someone said that they were passing around what I think was supposed to be like jello. And there was like, oh, this is the guts of a, was it a wombat, I guess? Yeah, um, it was like a, a rotting wombat or a rotting mongoose yeah. or something like that. I've seen that game portrayed in cartoons like several times. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever played that game? Yes, um, yeah. it was a yearly tradition at band camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's not even our, near Halloween time. Our mascot was the cougar. So they did this thing to the freshmen where they would like pass around it was a spaghetti cold spaghetti like this is the guts of a cougar and then it was like jello this is the brains you're all blindfolded and then you had to drink cougar blood which was just super salty water and that was your initiation into the cult of marching band yeah that sounds a little hazy my friend yeah (laughs) kind of sounds like a game created by a band director that was also a pedophile i don't know if like you know you know (laughs) weird am i drinking salty water or roofies let's find out So the cartoon. Yeah. Um, we played my friend, one of my friend's houses. I knew her from elementary school all the way through high school. She had a Halloween party once and they did like the, you take the skin off of grapes and you put them in a jar and you're supposed to stick your hand in and its eyeballs yeah, and okay. the pasta thing and like the guts from a pumpkin or like, the, you know, but I never saw, I've never participated in one where they like put you in a circle and you passed stuff around it was just kind of like if you wanted to you could stick your hand in a jar <laughs> uh, like nobody was forcing you to do it i think that should be at every party you know? <laughs> if you want to you can touch this <laughs> come in this room and put your hand in this box don't ask questions <laughs> oh i have so many questions at the same time i don't want to ask them um <laughs> So everybody goes running from this party as apparently they should, because when you're playing that game, something bad is afoot. We have established that. Running out from this party, everybody gets afraid because they realize that they're passing around real eyeballs. Yeah. And as they're running, the kid and his brother from the beginning of the episode are out and little brother is being drug around by his older brother and his friends and is just kind of being a bully and wanting to like egg people in teepee houses instead of getting free candy dumb decision correct and they start teepeeing and egging the people running out of the party (laughs) and i don't know if this confused you guys or not why would you teepee a live person running away from you yeah that's not something people do no (laughs) so anyways in the shuffle the little brother who previously saw i'm calling him icky icky in the garbage can decided to dress up as him for halloween and 
craziness happens and the humans end up with Icky and the monsters end up with, I think his name is Nikki, actually, oh, the yeah. little boy, and they get swapped. So Icky has to go back home with the humans and try and live as a little boy, which was weird. And then the monsters scare the little kid so badly that he falls backwards and knocks himself unconscious and they just take him. Yep. They just they think he's icky and they take him into the garbage dump like he's a monster. They sure do. Yeah. <laughs> they just kidnap that kid. And not a, there was not a single adult around to be like, hey, why are those two weird looking creatures carrying that unconscious boy to the dump? There was that that never happened. Nope. No concern whatsoever. No. It was also strange that the mom didn't realize that her son was a monster because it's yeah. pretty pretty obvious and a little bit weird that he went to school for the boy yeah <laughs> like clearly nobody cares about this poor kid uh your skin is is kind of a purpley bruise color and your voice sounds like i don't know somehow pubescent 40 year olds uh but you're all right right cool she does say like are you feeling all right it sounds like you have a frog in your throat and then icky has an actual frog in his throat oh, actually multiple frogs multiple, in right. his throat i like to think that that one frog hopped back in <laughs> like after one. he was done eating breakfast he just opened his mouth and the, the frog just hopped right back in i want to see a spin-off show of just that frog like <laughs> what frog's what is adventure, so. what is his life <laughs> So Icky goes to school for Nikki, and Nikki goes to school for Icky, which is a fun sentence to say. And at the monster school, they are supposed to be showing what they did to for their homework last week, which was to scare a pet and a kid, or just scare a pet, I'm not quite sure. And they have one monster go, and we realize that the way that they prove that they have scared people is by putting monsters in basically an electric chair and shocking them in a way that their memories shine through their eyes and project onto the wall. I was yeah. convinced Nikki was going to die in that scene. <laughs> like they had to absolutely stop it or he would like, I didn't think that was going to work on a human too. Maybe that kid's a monster. I don't know. I forgot about that being a thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was pretty uh, surprising. We were all like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so then Nikki ends up having to go up there for Icky and they see when, I don't know, when he scared the cat or when. Yeah. He like. He puts on the costume, the Ickes costume, and then like scares the the cat in order to test to see if it's scary. So he passes and he gets like good jobs from the grumble. Yep. Meanwhile, this monster is going to school for this human child and he gets called on to go in front of the whole class and talk about what his house looks like. I don't know if you guys caught it before uh, Ickes went up there. The kid before him was talking, or the teacher goes, okay, well, we just heard about the beautiful wraparound porch and, like, four-bedroom gorgeous house that this kid lives in. Nikki, you're up next. And oh, like, really? Yeah, so it was, it was, who, I don't know if you guys ever did a show and tell where you just talked about your house, but I definitely didn't. No, that is not a thing. It was very weird. So he gets up there and he starts talking about his house, which is the dump. And the teacher thinks that he's being a tick and sends him to detention in the middle of the day, which is uh, another thing that I didn't really think was a thing. But he has to prove that he's tough and eats a chair in detention. And that's that's like his whole day at school. You know, it's just he's in there with the punk kids. They're forming a ska band. He's going to eat a chair. <laughs> Normal day in school. Normal day. Meanwhile, Nikki at the monster school is just fucking crushing it. He is. <laughs> like he, he impresses he impresses them because he accidentally scared a cat in an earlier scene. And then for some reason the grumble is like having the monsters do like a monster choir, but it's supposed to be to like scare kids. And then he goes, No, there's something missing, and that's where Nikki comes down and scratches the shit out of that chalkboard. Um, yeah. my least favorite scene. Um, By but far. he's but he's just like it's just kind of funny like in his normal everyday life he kind of like is that loser kid gets picked on but then in like monster school Nikki's fucking nailing it like he's he's, he's doing a good job. Although I did skip over something very important in the beginning when the grumble was talking about how nobody could go out for Halloween and I missed the part where the consequences were something bad which looked like an Iron Maiden. Yeah. Something really bad, which looked like a dragon mouth with spikes that the monsters would be fed to, or 
you don't want to know. And the you don't want to know door number three was like a gingerbread house with a really nice porch and like grass and it looked all nice. And the side in the yard just said, you don't want to know. <laughs> so Nikki is like concerned that they're going to kill him because he's a kid. They're going to eat me. And Oblina says, no, no, we don't eat humans. And the grumble comes out and is like, who is out? I'm going to, you know, we're going to get in trouble, blah, 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 blah. And Oblina says something to the effect of, oh, no, we don't eat humans. We don't know where they've been. But I never said anything about us not eating other monsters. They're cannibals. They yes. are. We learned that in the pilot. Yes. Yeah, that's, can that's canon. Uh, Anyways, the school day ends for both of them and they both go, well, Icky goes home to Nikki's house and Nikki is trying to leave. And it kind of culminates with, Icky, who's been putting up with being picked on by Nikki's older brother all day, just grows giant and screams and scares the older brother and his, well, I think it was just the older brother, but I thought his friends were there too. Yeah. And then Oblina and Crumb show up and Nikki just goes home and finds his brother terrified under the bed from where Icky scared him. And that's just kind of where it ends, right? I yeah. mean, the last scene is they're back in the, the monster classroom. And the Grumble has figured out that these three went out for Halloween and praises them for having the gall to go out like real monsters and then decides he's still going to punish them because that's the personality of the Grumble. And they choose door number three, which is you don't want to know. And then they don't tell you what no. is in the house. No, they just go into the house and then it cuts to black. It's just credits. Credits aren't scary. Cannibalism. That's oh my what's gosh, in that house. It's a cannibal candy house. <laughs> my God. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah that's then that is literally how the episode ends with like um i think there was a slight scream because the camera just kind of pans into like the door opens and the gingerbread house and it's just nothing but blackness and like a subtle scream <laughs> which is probably good because i think like if they actually would have showed what was in there it probably wouldn't like not have been a good send-off but leaving it up to our imagination that was pretty pretty cool yeah it's good yeah. i like Solid to think it cartoon. was i like to think it was positive it gives to throw them off the trail you don't want to know how great this one is or maybe because their monsters like to them like terrible it's just like you open the door there's just like a loving family like a roaring <laughs> fire and like a feast on the table They're like oh god no <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember nice things being a punishment or them yeah. avoiding nice things like fresh air mm -hmm. like hurts them or something. And that was the episode. Anything else we should cover before we take a break? Um, anybody that scratches their nails on a chalkboard is a real life monster. Agreed. This is true. Agreed. That's canon. It's been said in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, then join us after this break and we are going to give a review and we're going to play a little game. We're creepy, we're freaky, we love to be real sneaky. And we're back. As we do on this podcast, we are going to give a review with a rating. And our rating this week is, it's going to be zero to five uh, accidentally kidnapped children. That is going to be the, the scale. <laughs> you, uh, know, you know, sometimes we talk about what the scale is going to be. <laughs> and we discuss it like on our break before we come back because we, you know, we want it to be something that has to do with the episode and something that's not so outlandish. And this time, Brian goes, I'm going to spring it on y'all. And Saya goes, Okay, but what is it really? <laughs> because there has been times when, you know, the scale is just a little. A little messed up. <laughs> it's, it's like we've been friends for a very long time and you know me or something. And you know, Brian, I'm proud of you. This one walks the line of inappropriate, <laughs> but appropriate somehow. So, all right. Is this is this how many kids we are kidnapping ourselves? Or how many kids we as adults aren't going to watch on Halloween and make sure they don't get kidnapped? Like, is this a crime um, of purpose or of... of this, this was a rare circumstance where accidentally kidnapping a child actually worked out. So mm -hmm. the more accidentally kidnapped children, the better in this scenario. Okay. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this science <is> just speechless. <laughs> Perfect. Right. You you go first, Josiah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'll rip this band-aid off. I'm gonna go with three kidnapped children. <laughs> No, 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 no. That is not the scale. It's accidentally, accidentally kidnapped children. Three accidentally kidnapped children. All right. 
Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. It really didn't wow me like a lot of uh, a lot of the other nostalgic cartoons that we've done on this cast. But it was still it was interesting and cool to see. I liked the little things that they added in that that monsters do. They like gross stuff. Mm -hmm. They they prefer living in a dump. Yeah, it was just it's good. It's a creative show other than like Monsters, Inc. I don't think there's many monster cartoons Mm -hmm. or like cartoons involving monsters being like the main characters. So, yeah, three, three, (laughs) three accidentally kidnapped children. Uh, this this audio is going to play in a courtroom somewhere. That's what it feels like. Kayla? Oh, goodness. Yeah, okay. Um... (laughs) I am going to I'm I'm going to go with 3 accidentally kidnapped children too. I really enjoyed this, but as far as like I don't know a pilot or the first episode for a show, it didn't really grab me. We didn't really like maybe they were trying to not be heavy-handed with introducing characters, but there were a lot of pieces that didn't make sense because we didn't really have information on the monsters. And normally we don't have information because we're watching mid-season or we're like four seasons into the show and we haven't watched the rest of it or we haven't seen it in like 30 years, blah, blah, blah. But this one was like, this was the very first episode. I feel like it should have had a little bit more information. But as soon as it came on, I immediately had a little bit of nostalgia and remembered the episode and remembered it being creepy and played around Halloween time. And it kind of gave me those warm fuzzies, which was nice. Yeah. So for that reason, not so much the storytelling, it gets three accidentally kidnapped children. Excellent. Maybe these kids work at a candy corn factory and they accidentally fall into like a big bin of candy corn. And I buy that big bin of candy corn not to eat, not to eat. That is But with the intention of storing it for the nine months, which you can store candy corn. (laughs) But these three accidentally kidnapped children are in this barrel and they don't have a way out. There's no way for them to get out. So they, for nine months straight, only eat candy corn. But it's good because when they are done, they never eat candy corn again and they're free from their torturous existence of making candy corn. That was more disturbing than the rating. (laughs) (laughs) So three, three accidentally kidnapped children. Brian? This episode had a kind of a fatal flaw for me personally. And that was that I was waiting for jokes that didn't necessarily happen, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I, I did enjoy this. I thought the characters were, 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 were great. Some of the, uh, the kind of like uh, background secondary monsters that they introduced were, were, were great and creative, but there wasn't any jokes. Great. And yeah. there, you know, and that and that was a kind of a problem for me. I was I was expecting laughs, you know, even like the situational humor. And this was this was heavy on situational humor, and it didn't really pay off that much. You know, there maybe that that shadow joke was pretty good, but other than that, it just didn't didn't strike me as being particularly funny. Mm-hmm. So I think in that first like kind of like five minutes or so, when it wasn't particularly funny, I'm like. Well, when they get out and start doing the Halloween stuff, at least it maybe it'll be a little creepy. And it also didn't really do that either. It wasn't, yeah. it didn't have a lot of atmosphere to it. They were just kind of the animation that they chose. It was like if the Rugrats were monsters, that's what it looked looked like. Yeah. It wasn't, uh-huh. yeah there wasn't Very like a lot of mood style. to it. So I was a little bored watching it, you know, mm-hmm. um, just waiting for, for the jokes. But that is also something that I'm, I realize is a thing that can happen in the pilot episode of shows, you know, that's right. true. Yeah. before they hit their stride, they really figure out, you know, you know, what works, what doesn't. I, I totally understand that, but I do have to rate it on like what we saw. And, uh, I think I'm at two accidentally kidnapped children. Um, All right. you know, yeah. which, which yeah. I want to point out is one less kidnapped child than you two. Um, so you know, shame on you guys. <laughs> but I want to point out that you have two children. In question, were they accidentally kidnapped? Um, you spoke to one of them yesterday. You know for a fact that that kid is mine. Just <laughs> just based true. on the words that come out of her mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I retract my question. <laughs> 
I, I think I, I think I got to give it a two. Um, it, this one didn't particularly do it for me. And it also, it, it has the unfortunate timing of following, uh, the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy, um, which, which was absolutely incredible. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I still yeah. enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious enough uh, about the show to kind of pick a handful of episodes that are like the critically acclaimed ones and going and watching them and seeing if they hold up a little better. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty fun. Um, I'm told, and this has never happened before, but I'm told we have a game today. <laughs> we do. We have a very exciting game. Due to the fact that it is spooky season and we're watching ah real monsters <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah real monsters <laughs> I have pulled together several clips of different cartoon character screams what that you guys what I like to, this you guys will have to listen to these screams and see if you can identify them. Are we going like one, like like she gets one, I get one? Because there is a delay, so it might be a little hard to like buzz in. Yeah, we're going to, uh, so we're going to listen to it, and then you guys will just go, we'll just go back and forth, but you'll give your best guess. And I, got, I got paper here, so I could just like write my answer if you want. Yeah, we'll write the answers down. Saya, this is a fucking great idea. <laughs> I'm really into it. Thanks. This is, uh, it was fun to gather these, so... This is track one. We're going to listen to it, and then you guys write down your best guess, and we'll go over after. All right. What? <laughs> can, we, can we hear that one more time? One more time? Yes. All right. Okay, I got my answer. Uh, okay, I think I have mine, too. You got it? All right. Uh, Brian, let's see yours first. I wrote Fry. Fry? I wrote Mrs. Puff from SpongeBob. Oh, man. That was close because you can kind of hear the bubbles, uh, but it's Squidward. Oh, it is uh, It is from SpongeBob, though. Yep. Well, I thought it was Mrs. Puff when she is teaching SpongeBob how to drive, and he yeah. pushes the, the <laughs> gas pedal to the floor. That's actually a really solid guess. That I can I can hear that for sure. All right, you ready for second track? Yep. Yes. What? One more time. One more time? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, this one's going to like stump me. I don't have any good guesses for this. I got this a might guess. Be difficult for you. Uh, Pretty sure my guess is wrong, but you know. Oh, that's okay. Okay. I'm just going to. Okay. All right, Kayla, what'd you guess? I went with, I'm thinking because it's so high pitched that it's a joke scream and not actually the scream of the character, because sometimes they do that. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't think of anybody else, so I went with Homer Simpson. Oh, man. Brian, what'd you guess? I guessed Bubbles. (laughs) Wow. You're again very close. That is Ned Flanders. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I was right with my theory, just wrong with my character. Very close. All right, here's track three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do we get that one a second time? Yeah, I'll play it one more time. (laughs) Okay, I think I have it. I have a guess, but you know. You can do this. Oh, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> erase that <laughs> all right brian what's your guess timmy turner oh that's a good one i guessed dexter from dexter's lab you got it that is dexter oh. <laughs> good job all right ready for track four yes <laughs> uh, i got that one i don't try that again <laughs> Okay, here it is one more time. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm like completely stumped. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I, I have a guess. 
All right, Kayla, what's your guess? Bender. That's who I guess. It is Bender Bending Rodriguez. That's who it is. Is it Bender Bending Rodriguez? You guys got it. That is Bender. Good job. All right, here's track five. (laughs) Uh, That was someone coming. (laughs) One more time, please. (laughs) (laughs) Track five, one more time. I can kind of hear it. Right? Uh, You guys got this. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Shit, I don't... uh. All right. Do it one more time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't help that it's fun to hear. uh, I got a guess. I'm pretty stumped, but I'm just going to... I'm going to take a swing. Uh, Brian goes first. <laughs> Brian goes uh, first. What you I, got? I went with Hank Hill. All right. I went with Dim from Invader Zim. Oh, Brian got it. Yeah. Oh, that, oh. Is, <laughs> that is Hank Hill. Good I heard job. it sounded like Mike Judge. So that's why I was yeah. like, it's got to be Hank Hill. Way to go. That tied it up. Damn it. All right. Here's track six. Hmm. That's very cartoony sounding. Like mm-hmm. this one is rough, and I will give you a hint that it, this is the only cartoon character that we have not watched. Okay. Oh. Can I hear it one more time? Here it is again. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. These are tricky. Almost place it. I'm. I can almost place it. <laughs> Why can't I think of cartoons right now? <laughs> I know. Oh goodness. Um, but we like we will have seen the show. We just haven't watched it on Cartoon Tonic. That is correct. Well, I can give you another hint. Yes, I would like that if you want. Uh, I'll give you the cartoon itself. It is from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, is it? I don't know if this is this guy's name. Can I just say that? (laughs) All right. This is a tough one. This is probably the hardest one. Okay. All right. What you got, Kayla? I have in my head, he's called Mr. Fathead. (laughs) He's like the boss guy with the overalls and like the tuft of hair. And in my head, his name is Fathead. (laughs) Fathead. What'd you guess, Brian? I I put Weasel, but I don't remember if Weasel is on that show or if it's on a different one. Kayla, you kind of got it. It's Mr. Big Head. Uh, I get a point. Listen. <laughs> Fat, uh, listen. I'll count that if, if Brian is... You no, know, that's to totally accept. fair. I don't remember that character at all, so kudos to really? you. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a distinct voice, but... Uh, I'm proud of myself for that one. Good job, yeah. <laughs> fat head all right we got we got four more we'll run through them yeah and through the magic of editing i'm sure yeah. we can make this less here's uh here's track seven jesus wow. that's quite a scream you got a guess or you need it one more i think i have a guess like i want to hear it one more time but also it was kind of painful yeah i got a guess all right I don't remember his guess? name, but I wrote Billy's friend from uh, Billy and Mandy. <laughs> I wrote Eliza Thornberry. That is Helga from Hey Arnold. Oh. oh. That's quite the scream. Yeah. She does it quite a few times, though. All right. Here is track eight. I know that one. Yeah. You know that one? Yeah. Can we hear it one more time? One more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this one is uh, actually this one's actually kind of tough, and I'll explain why when I give my answer. This is a dumb answer. So <laughs> you said that about a couple ones that you got right. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> this one's actually dumb. Oh, I'm going first, aren't I? Yes. Yep. What's your guess? I just wrote. The scream at the start of Scooby-Doo. Because there's like a scream at the start, yeah. right? Yeah, I can kind of yep. hear that. 
Um, I'm pretty sure this is Daffy Duck. But the reason that this is difficult is because Mel Blank does all of the voices and Bugs Bunny's scream is exactly the same as Daffy Duck's scream. So you, you are so close. You're right though. This is Bugs Bunny's scream. Yeah. See that the screams yeah. are almost identical. Yeah. They are almost completely identical. Kind of feel like that I should get that. Kind of feel like I should get a point for that, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know. Yeah, we'll give you a point. Okay, so we'll you asked you him if it was okay to give me a point for fat head versus <laughs> big head. I just, I just want to. And tie I got no con, like not not even a look of consultation <laughs> when he like guessed two different characters. That's fine. I concede, and I would have had I been asked that you get the point. I believe you guys are tied now listen our our listeners deserve to have us tied going into the final round they right. deserve it actually Wait, there's there are, two more there are two more oh well our listeners deserve two more, <laughs> two more. <laughs> all right here's track nine. Oh, i know that one i think i have a guess i believe it's tommy pickles that's who i have too you guys both got it. That is Tommy Pickles. So we are tied going into the final round. Our listeners deserve this. <laughs> Especially if they're still listening. Oh man. <laughs> I pulled I pulled our I, I pulled all of our listeners and they said, I want you guys to have a game and it'd be neck and neck going into the final round. So this is what the people want. Oh man. Because if you guys both get this one, then it just ends on a tie. Which is we're, fine. We're both winners. Okay. Yeah. We're we can both have a couple of winners. Queens. Here is the final track. <laughs> uh, I got that one. I don't. Do you really? There's know? no way you don't have this. Come on. Brian is upset. I think so. Can we hear it one more time? One more time. <laughs> Listen, I have a guess, but I don't think it's right. Oh, man. Is it to you? Yeah, I think so. What's your guess? Fred Flintstone? <laughs> Really? Yeah, because it sounds like he's about to say yabba dabba do. Kayla, Kayla, it's it's Goku. <laughs> that is that is definitely it Goku. It is Goku. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, Kayla, you are still a winner because this is the best way to end this fucking game. <laughs> Me confused. <laughs> yabba dabba. It sounded like Fred Flintstone gearing up for a yabba dabba. <laughs> a yabba he's, dabba kamehameha. He's going super misogynist. <laughs> he is, though, but he is. Oh. <laughs> you know, that was a... I'm, I'm all right losing on that. <laughs> Stand by was, uh, my yabba dabba convictions on that. You know, that was really interesting. Some of the ones that I thought were like the easiest you guys struggled with and like the opposite happened too. Like some of the, the ones that I thought were harder, you guys got right away. So good job. Kudos to both of you. Thank you. We're, we're all, we're all winners Kayla. here. Especially Kayla, the actual loser <laughs> of the game. <laughs> Ooh, well, on that note, Saya, what's going on with Grace Note? I still have quite a few projects in the works uh, with some videos coming out soon for Grace Note. If you have uh, any interest in blacksmithing, metalwork, uh, 3D printing, sculpting, I do a lot of weird stuff. Uh, check out Grace Note Forge at YouTube.com. <laughs> I ended that weirdly. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> um, Lovingly as your wife. Uh, believe it or not, guys, I actually did something. <laughs> wow. That's really? not happened not happen in a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, just yesterday, I was invited on and recorded uh, 
podcast, uh, kind of podcast YouTube show called Sunday Night Fights. Um, that should be coming up pretty soon. It is a podcast where uh, some comedians get together and they fight over a particular topic. And this topic was cartoons. So I got invited on oh. um, because it's a cartoon episode, which is pretty cool. I have not done things with comedians in a very long time. So it was really <laughs> nice to uh, to do that. So when that episode is all edited and ready for posting, uh, we will post it in the show notes. And uh, awesome. so just look forward to that. That'll be uh, that'll be pretty fun. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. At first, when you said Sunday Night Fights, I was a little concerned because I'm not sure any of us are in a health condition to be actually going out <laughs> and physically fighting anybody. But no, you, you do know your cartoons. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. I had a I had a list of uh, ten of my favorite cartoons, and I got to uh, defend them. And Ooh, it was cool. yeah. very nice. That's yeah. cool. So that was uh, pretty cool. Uh, and Kayla, where can people find us? Should they choose to find us? If you want to find us, you can do so by going to Cartoon Tonic Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send us email. I like email at cartoontonicpodcast at gmail dot com. And can I just say real quick? So all of our email on, on where we keep track of everything on my phone is connected. So like it's Gmail. So my personal email, the one I use for work, the one I use for Cartoon Tonics, the one for Grace Note, all I got to do is click a button. I forgot which one I was in and was looking in my spam folder to see if I had missed a piece of email from work and got a piece of spam that was hot grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> And if you've been listening to this show, you know, uh, since the start or even the middle of, of this show, there was a, a little bit there where we were asking y'all to send us photos of your grandmas. And I had to make sure before I clicked this email that I for sure was not ignoring an email from one of our, our listeners that had a picture of their grandma that titled it Hot Grandmas. Oh, you almost broke your computer. Which, which one of our <laughs> listeners sent that to us? No, it was in my other uh, email spam box. So oh. it wasn't actually from a listener. It was just oh. a coincidence that somebody is sending me uh, spammy porn of grandmothers to my spam box, my person, my, my email spam box. So... That's crazy. You should probably forward it to me like as a joke, you know. Yeah, like I mean, real you're really funny. good with you're really good with computers. You can probably figure out if it's like got a virus or something. Right? Yeah, I'll I'll watch it really closely to see if there's any clues as to <laughs> who sent it. I thought you guys might get a kick out of that. Um, That's great. That's amazing. We are also in the the terminal stages of Spooky Month. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We are, uh, when this airs, we'll be in the latter half of October, and we are officially a year old, guys. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everybody that stayed with us for this long. Um, We're going to be talking about our our year here pretty soon, but just a quick little blurb, because this one comes out right after our year anniversary. Thanks for making podcasts, guys. This is fun. Yeah. I, I mean, there was both. there was no doubt this was this was going to be fun. I mean, it's it's my two best friends. We have alcohol and we watch cartoons. How could it not be fun? <laughs> this is true. This is true. But yeah, so look out for some more information regarding um, this really fun swag piece that we've been working on. I say we, but it's been Sia has been working on it. We're going to talk about that pretty soon. And um, as you know, people have been winning free swag at the start of every episode of this month. So make sure you tune in next week to see if you won, if you didn't win this week. And uh, additionally, stay tuned for all the fun stuff we have coming up because we roll like that. That is true. Mm -hmm. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. You remember that noise? Yeah. At Cartoon Tonic, we drink responsibly and hope you do too. Thanks for listening.